and you've got to trust the supplement company that you're buying from because supplements are big business, billions of dollars of a business a year and not all of them in fact probably most of them do not put ethics first they're not interested in giving you the right information giving you the right dosage they do a poor job because people just buy supplements they buy them like crazy and most people are blissfully ignorant So which supplements do you actually need? Well, here's the thing. Instead of relying on marketing claims, you need to figure out which supplements are worth your time and which are a waste of money. What's up, my friend? I'm health expert Ted Rice, and today I'm coming to you from the country of Singapore. In fact, I don't even think there's any cities here because it's such a small country, but I'm here for a few days. Uh, The F1, the Formula One racing is going on. Anyway, I'm super excited to share this episode with you today because this is a special episode. This is the supplement episode that I've been talking about. Now, what you're about to hear is the audio version. So if you want to watch the presentation and get the downloads, as well as be on the list to getting all the supplement guides, then you're going to want to go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplement. So why am I doing this? Well, over the years, I've received countless messages, emails, people just asking me about supplements, what the top supplements are on the market. And I always get back to telling them what to take, how much to take, and what supplements to avoid as well. And especially for my clients, I spend a lot of time designing their supplement routines or being at least careful about what supplements I recommend. Not just, and and I don't mean careful in the sense that, oh, well, I don't want to give something that hurts someone, which of course I do that. And we look over drug interactions. But what I'm talking about careful is not to overload people with too many supplements. So, and also to make sure that they're not wasting their money on any supplements that have strong scientific evidence proving that they don't work because we're going to be talking about the muscle growth and exercise performance today. And you're going to hear some of the supplements that are being marketed to you. And you're, you're just going to learn so much. So anyway, I created this brand new supplement guide series so you can learn how to stop wasting your time and money on supplements that don't work and starting and start to start spending uh, spending on supplements that actually work. I'm kind of stumbling over my words today because it's uh, a bit late here, but I will be releasing five exclusive guides. Muscle growth and exercise performance, that's gonna be what we're going over today. I'm gonna do a fat loss is coming next. Gut health, sleep, memory, and focus. And these are limited time guides and they are for free. This is us doing this for you just to give you great content, just to give you the best information available. So in the next episode that I'll be releasing, you will get um, my fat loss supplement guide. And so 
that'll be coming next. So get ready to be surprised at how most of the supplements for fat loss on the market are a complete scam and how only three supplements are actually proven to be effective. And again, if you haven't signed up to legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplements, that's the place to get all the guides, all the downloads, and all the presentations, the video presentations. So let's jump right into it. Today, we're doing the ultimate supplement guide for muscle growth and exercise performance. So we're going to cover today everything you need to know about sport performance supplements to build muscle and improve your performance in your workouts. And I know immediately that men's the ears of the men who listen to the show are going to perk up and perhaps the majority of women are going to be like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. I'm not interested in muscle growth. I want to tone and get long, lean muscles. Well, the truth is what you do when you exercise is you either shrink the fat or if you eat too much, you grow the fat. You, sh- you grow the fat cells to a larger size or you shrink the fat cells. The same thing happens with muscle. So toning is really about Uh, building muscle and shrinking the fat. Now, again, we're going to go over fat loss in the next guide. Today is about building muscle. So the point of me saying what I'm saying right now is to the women who don't immediately get excited when they hear about building muscle, I want you to get excited because this is for you as well as the men. And I want to talk about what this guide is. It's a general health guide for adults over 18, and it's strictly educational. And of course, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving medical advice. So what you need to do is you need to consult a medical professional. In other words, your doctor, before you start taking any of these supplements, because some of them can interact with drugs that you take, or they're not appropriate if you have specific conditions. I'm to, to keep things short, I'm not going to go into all those things. But I will tell you this, what we're going to go over today is based on scientific studies. And I want you to keep this in mind. The outcomes of studies are never homogenous. What do I mean? It means individual results will vary. So just keep that in mind as you listen to this as you try the supplements, as you listen to the recommendation. Here is the deal. Supplement companies are trying to make you buy supplements that you don't need. That's what they do. Okay. Unfortunately, that's what the majority of them do. It's big money, big business, and people love supplements. And there are hundreds of supplements available uh, for purchase. But the reality is that most of them are a waste of your time and money. Because either they don't work or you're taking a supplement that isn't appropriate for you. So with the overwhelming number of supplements and all the misinformation out there, how do you figure out which ones you should spend your money on? Because it's not like you can trust supplement companies. They they really have one goal. Buy my product, right? That's what every business, including me, I want you to buy my product. Well, I, 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 have a, I don't have a product. I have a service. I want you to sign up for coaching. But the difference is here that I only want the right people to get into my coaching program. Supplement companies, they don't care if it's right for you, wrong for you. You know, it, They just want to sell their supplements. Now, there's some good supplement companies out there, but and we'll go over that. Well, I will make some recommendations. But that's where this episode comes in. That's where this 
these guides come in. We're going to help you get crystal clear on which supplements have been proven to work for your goals and which ones have been proven not to work. And I want to share this with you. Since 1994, the Dietary Supplement and Health Education Act, it, it's been poorly enforced. Now, that's a law that, you know, I'm not going to go into the details because I don't know, but that is the law that kind of governs what supplement companies, how they can market. And unfortunately, it's been poorly enforced and it's allowed supplement companies to kind of go wild with their their claims. So as long as they made no specific medical claim, it was legal for supplement companies to kind of spread misinformation and unfounded claims. And I want to give you an example right now, one that I think most guys will be familiar with. If you're a woman listening, you may not be as familiar, but we're talking about glutamine right now. Now, glutamine is a non-essential amino acid. It's been promoted as this muscle builder. In fact, a common marketing claim is that consuming glutamine increases muscle mass by 300%. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Flex your bicep and imagine it 300% bigger. That'd put Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime to shame. And that's what the supplement companies are kind of, that's an example of the types of promises they make. But here's the truth. The research did show that glutamine tripled the size of muscle cells if you injected it directly into cells into a Petri dish. Okay. So what they left out is that glutamine doesn't get used in your body in the same way. First of all, you're not injecting it. You're drinking it or eating it. And second, your small intestines, in, in, they end up absorbing most of it. So it ends up getting into your gut. In fact, glutamine, it could be, um, it's something that I've used on and off out over the years for gut health. So it could be good for gut health, but it has nothing to do with muscle building. And that's what supplement companies promote it as. So based on a technicality, supplement companies push glutamine as a, a builder of muscle. To the tune of, get this, okay, in case you don't think, oh, well, you know, whatever, to the tune of $125 million a year in glutamine sales. Mostly, probably men buying glutamine to build muscle, and what happens? Nothing. Well, their small intestine, their their gut health gets a bit better. So, Supplement companies make these claims and they profit enormously from it, $125 million. It's just insane how much money people spend. And people aren't, again, buying glutamine, spending that much money on glutamine to help their small intestine. They're buying it because they think it's going to help them build muscle. Another thing that supplement companies do is they hide behind what are called proprietary blends. Now, you've probably seen this. In fact, you can look on actually so many supplement products and you look on the back, read the ingredients, and you'll see the ingredients listed, but they don't tell you how much ingredient is inside and it says proprietary blend. Now, here's the thing. There is no reason to use proprietary blends anymore because if you know what you're doing, if you're a guy like me and I don't have a PhD in nutritional biochemistry or anything like that, but I know how to look up the effective dose of specific supplements. We're at a point where you, if with the right know-how and the right resources, you can figure out exactly how much has been proven to work. So there's no reason for a supplement company to use a proprietary formula. 
Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that a supplement company isn't trustworthy if they're using proprietary blends, but it does call into question why they're choosing not to reveal how much of each ingredient is in a supplement. And unfortunately, the case comes back to running a business. If you're, you know, a lot of us, since we're not in business, we don't realize how businesses work. But many companies, what they do is they try to use less of the more expensive ingredients and more of the useless ones. And of course, um, the ones that work are usually the ones that are the most expensive. So at the end of the day, keep that in mind. You've got to trust the supplement company that you're buying from because supplements are big business, billions of dollars of, uh, of business a year, and not all of them, in fact, probably most of them, do not put ethics first. They're not interested in giving you the right information, giving you the right dosage. They do a poor job because people just buy supplements. They buy them like crazy, and most people are blissfully ignorant. So which supplements do you actually need? Well, here's the thing. Instead of relying on marketing claims, you need to figure out which supplements are worth your time and which are a waste of money. And one thing I can tell you right now, you've got to take supplements based on your specific health goals and your specific situation. For example, a 60-year-old with aching joints like my dad, he's 76 actually, needs a very different um, supplement regimen than me, a 42-year-old who has, uh, you know, my dad has all these problems from not moving enough. I've got problems from using my body too much. We have different issues. So recommending the same supplements to the same, uh, to different people who have different needs, different places in their life, um, different problems, it's, it's just a waste of money and senseless. And so many people have asked me, Hey, can you do like the 10 best supplements? You know, and they've so many people have asked me for supplement information and to do episodes about supplements. And I've tried my best to, but this is what you're going to want to pay attention to this, these supplement guides that we're putting out, because I'm going to, I'm going to really give you the most information that I can to help you make the best informed decision that you can. So making, because making sense of the information and the misinformation can be overwhelming. There's a ton of conflicting information online, and a lot of people are trying to sell you specific supplement brands. So listen, I'm going to recommend brands, supplement brands to you, but um, they're going to be based on things that I've used or supplement companies that I know to be good. And that's where the recommendations come from. Uh Plus, reading scientific research, it's a complex skill. This is the thing, right? Most people, they don't read research, they read blog posts. You're listening to a podcast, you're not listening to a lecture with PhDs about the research that they did. So where I can help is I can be an intermediary and do my best to translate the scientific information into something that's usable. So in today's Guide, I'll reveal the five muscle growth and performance supplements that work and the four top muscle growth and performance supplements to avoid. And my goal with this guide is, is really straightforward. I want you to know exactly what to take, when to take it, and how much to take. I want you to achieve your goals better with the right combination of supplements because you can 
really ramp. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine training without supplements. They can really make a huge difference. Of course, this should go without saying, but this is only if you're already dialing in the other things. Now, supplements can still help you. Even say, if you're not sleeping right, if you're too stressed, supplements work. But just keep in mind, um, they're not going to be able to make up for a poor lifestyle. So keep that in mind. And I, I want to save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars by not buying use of supplements and investing in the ones that work. So let's jump right into it. The first supplement that I'm going to recommend for muscle strength and performance is creatine monohydrate. Now, it's a supplement that was super hot when it came out, I don't know, 25 years ago, maybe even more. But I'll tell you now, we've got so much evidence that shows that it's both safe and effective to improve your strength training performance. Now, I want to say this. It's not going to directly help you build muscle. In other words, you know, what helps you build muscle directly is lifting weights and eating enough protein. Okay. But what creatine does is it, uh, first of all, you have creatine already inside your muscles. So, what supplementing with creatine does is it helps increase your creatine stores. And when you do this, the end result is that you can squeeze out a few more reps. Now, you want to go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplements where I dive into the science a bit more, but just understand creatine helps you squeeze out a few more reps. So how much creatine should you take? Uh, first of all, I want to say take creatine monohydrate and avoid the fancier versions. So there's all these other versions of creatine. I forget the names. Um, but you can look them up next time you're at Vitamin Shop or on Amazon. So there's all these other forms of creatine. They're more expensive, but no studies have found them to be more effective. So stick with creatine monohydrate. And again, I'll, I'll give you some supplement recommendations here. So optimal dosing appears to be five grams per day. What you can do in the first five to seven days is you can take 20 grams per day to saturate your cells, but there's no benefit to taking large amounts of creatine. I will say this, um, although the standard dosage for creatine monohydrate is five grams per day, the supplement that I personally take and recommend uses half of that dosage, but it uses a special delivery system. However, feel free to experiment. You can um, take, you don't have to listen to my supplement, specific supplement recommendations or brand recommendations, but stick with this dosing. So five grams per day. And if you want to get a jump start on it for the first five to seven days, take 20 grams per day and break up the servings so that you don't get any GI upset, so that you don't get diarrhea or anything like that. And I also want to say this, for those of you who are in really good shape, who have a lot of muscle mass, you may benefit from taking as much as 10 grams per day, but this claim isn't fully supported by the research. So when you take creatine, also, it doesn't seem to be important as far as timing. So you can take it whenever you want. And if you want to take it sometime, um, just take it at a time that's convenient, or if you want to maybe get, there's some research that showed that 
taking it after your workout was better than taking it before, but then other research has come out that hasn't really agreed with the findings of that particular research paper. So stick with the five grams per day, load for five to seven days with 20 grams. And if you have a lot of muscle mass on you, if you're one of those big people, hard training, big people, you can try up to 10 grams per day. And my uh, recommendation is natural stacks biocreatine. Now, I was a little wary when I first tried natural stacks creatine because it's half the standard five gram dose. It's two and a half grams. But I found that the delivery system they use is quite effective. And here's the thing. I was taking creatine actively. I was taking 10 grams per day when I was taking uh, creatine and then I switched over to natural stacks creatine, I felt a difference. Now they use salt and they use fenugreek and some other things to get the creatine in there. I can't speak to the scientific evidence for whether that works or not, but I will tell you from my personal experience that I got a lot better results from taking just a fraction, a quarter actually, of uh, the 10 gram dose I was taking previously. Also, you can get 15% off by using a promo code legendary15. We'll have all the, whenever we can give you a promo code to save you money, we'll do it. Uh, Some of the other recommendations, you'll just have to go to Amazon and get it. And again, you can get these guides from legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplements and the guides are all free. So the next supplement is whey protein. And you've been seeing whey protein. It's the biggest probably supplement that's used. So let's get into why it's important. The the protein that you eat from steak, fish, chicken, et cetera, gets digested into amino acids. And then they get recombined, among other things, as muscle fibers. Now, they also go on to make of other things, right? But just we're talking about muscle growth and exercise performance here. So one amino acid in particular called leucine is crucial for muscle growth. In fact, leucine is what makes animal-based protein superior to vegetable-based protein to maintain your muscle mass or to grow muscle mass or to make sure you don't lose muscle mass as you age. So To maximize muscle growth and exercise performance, you need to consume enough protein. Even if you're an endurance athlete, even if you're a runner, even if you run marathons, protein is so important. And I want to tell you this, whole food sources of protein are best. But here's the thing, it's really hard to get all the protein you need without taking a protein shake. It's really difficult. So I always recommend to all my clients to take protein shakes. It just makes it so easy. And I recommend protein shakes. In other words, the powder over the bars. Bars have a lot of stuff in them that that you don't need. Get a get a powder, make the shake. And if you're lactose intolerant or a vegan, um, you can still take supplement powders, uh, protein powders. Whey protein isolates contain very little lactose, so it shouldn't cause any issue for lactose intolerant people. So just make sure you're getting whey protein isolates. If you're a a vegan or strict vegetarian, what I recommend is a blend of several different plant-based protein sources. 
Pea and grain blends are a good choice because they kind of resemble whey protein's amino acid profile. So how much protein should you eat per day? Well, the amount of protein that you should eat per day is based on your body weight, not on how many calories you eat. So if you're healthy weight, active, and wanting to build muscle, you should be having around half a gram to 1.5 grams per pound. And I'll tell you this, that's the evidence, what you would call the evidence-based recommendation. I would recommend that you shoot for around one gram per pound. And if you're healthy, weight, active, and wanting to lose fat, about the same and maybe a little higher. So one gram to a gram and a half. That's what I usually put my clients on for fat loss in the coaching program. They're eating about that. Now, if you're overweight or obese, what you want to do is you want to have less because a lot of your body mass, a lot of your body weight is fat and you don't need as much protein. It's just uh, you shouldn't do that. So you want to shoot for about half a gram to point. So point uh, five to point seven grams per pound. And if you want to avoid the math, simply take one serving of your protein shake two to three times per day based on your goals. That's an easy way to do it. And it's really important if you're over 40 that you pay attention to this because what happens as we age is that we start to lose muscle mass and our muscles develop resistance to the anabolic signals caused by eating protein and also working out. It makes it harder to put on muscle as you age. So you need to eat more. So if you're over 40, definitely shoot for that one gram per day and try to have 30 to 40 grams per meal. And making sure that you have a protein shake before your workout is always a good thing. It can be up to you know four to six hours before. Just don't be a person who works out in first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Go ahead and shoot a shoot down a protein shake or sip a protein shake during your workout. Okay. Otherwise, it doesn't matter, right? As long as you eat or have a protein shake four to six hours before your workout. But don't do fasted resistance training workouts. There's no reason to do that. Okay. So which supplement? Uh, whey proteins do I recommend? Now, I'll, I'll recommend the vegetarian one first. This is uh, Organifi Complete Protein. So we even have a 20% off code for you. You can use the code TED20. And what I like about this protein is they combine pea protein, quinoa, hemp, coconut. They use monk fruit and they flavor it with cinnamon and vanilla bean. It's um, a delicious uh, vegetable-based protein. Just uh, understand that if you are a person who is not having animal-based protein, it's not going to work as well because of the leucine. But this is as good as you can get. The next one, if you are having no issues with uh, you know eating eating animal-based protein, is BioTrust whey protein. And what I like about this brand is that you get 24 grams of grass-fed protein from pasture-raised cows in each serving. And it's only four grams of net carbs per serving. So that's a good thing. We want that to be low. And um, if you go to biotrust.com, you can use the promo code LOWCARB22 to 
save 22%. So again, if I'm giving you too many codes, just go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplements and you can get all you can get the presentations there. And the last one I'll recommend, which is the budget option here, is dimatize a hundred hydrolyzed whey protein powder isolate. So what I like about Dimatize is I'm very familiar with the brand. Uh, it's been recommended to me by um, people in the industry who I trust. So Dimatize is a great choice, the ISO 100. So the next supplement that we'll talk about here is beta alanine. And beta alanine is one of these supplements that not a lot of people know about, but if you take a pre-workout, then you've probably used beta alanine before. So when you take beta alanine, it changes into something called carnosine, another uh, amino acid. Now, carnosine has anti-aging and antioxidant properties, but more specifically to exercise performance is that it buffers the buildup of metabolic byproducts during exercise. Now, a lot of people call it lactic acid, but that's actually not true. Uh, it's lactate, hydrogen ions, and a bunch of other chemicals that build up. So don't listen to people who try to you know say that it's lactic acid? That's just not true. It's the hydrogen ions that build up that, in part, cause the fatigue of muscles. So where does beta alanine come in with this? Is it helps uh, buffer the buildup of the acidity that and, and the other uh, metabolic byproducts that cause your muscles to stop working? But there's a catch here. Beta alanine only helps with intense exercise. So let's say you're going to run a fast lap around the track, or you're doing a set of high rep squats that feels like the longest 60 seconds of your life. That's what we're talking about here. Or for me, um, I take beta alanine recently to help with my Muay Thai performance. So we'll do three minute rounds of just hitting the pads or hitting the bags, you better believe I'm taking beta alanine before I do a three minute round or a 90 minute long session and these three minute rounds. So this works well uh, for that type of training. So if you're doing high intensity interval training, if you're doing high rep weightlifting, beta alanine works well. So it benefits athletes who exercise hard in the one to four minute range. And um, how much do you take a beta alanine? Four to six grams per day. And if you have a long workout plan, aim for the higher end of that range. Like I try to take around six grams before I do a 90 minute to two hour Muay Thai session in Thailand. And if you're doing martial arts like BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, any type of thing like that, or doing a endurance race where you um, not endurance race, obstacle race, where you've got to mix both endurance and you know strength training, and you have to keep it up. Definitely experiment with beta alanine. And by the way, you can take beta alanine any time of the day, but it's probably better absorbed with a meal, and it's probably best to take it an hour before you work out. One thing to keep in mind about beta alanine is that it can cause a tingling sensation on your skin. And um, people joke about it, about the pre-workouts. You get all tingling, your face itches. 
And although some people get concerned with when this happens, it's nothing to worry about. I will say this, some people have gone and ended up in the emergency room because they were tingling. They weren't sure why, but it's just a side effect of beta taking a beta alanine supplement. If it bothers you, for me, I don't really, I don't like the sensation, but it doesn't bother me that much. If it bothers you, you can spread the dose across several meals. But again, it's better to kind of um, just take it right before you work out. So my recommendation for beta alanine is optimum nutrition beta alanine. And uh, you just go to Amazon uh, to pick that up. Or you can get ProLab beta alanine if you like, if you like capsules instead of powder. So let's move into the next, uh, the next supplement, citrulline malate. Now there's two supplements here. There's L-citrulline and citrulline malate. I'm going to tell you which one you should take and why. So L-citrulline is an amino acid. It gets turned into L-arginine in your kidneys after you eat it. Now, why is, why is all this important? It's because L-arginine is then turned into nitric oxide, which is a powerful neurotransmitter that helps blood vessels relax and also improves circulation. So it may seem logical to take L-arginine, but the way that this physiology plays out is that L-citrulline actually is a more effective method of increasing L-arginine levels in your body. So citrulline is the amino acid, the L-citrulline, and then the malate, and we'll talk about which one you should take and why. A malate, or you know, when it's separated from citrulline, it's called malic acid, is a naturally occurring compound that contributes to the sour flavor of apples and other fruit. And similar to beta alanine, citrulline malate buffers against metabolic stress, allows you to push harder and push harder and longer. And it works by increasing arginine serum levels and again, like getting rid of those metabolic waste products that build up that cause your muscles to feel, you know, to start to seize up while you're exercising. And what I want to tell you is, I recommend both supplements, but here's the difference, okay? Because you're like, well, citrulline malate versus L-citrulline, this is kind of getting complicated. Well, stick with me here. If you're over 40, I recommend using L-citrulline instead of citrulline malate. Why? Because of its circulation benefits. Now, I personally take L-citrulline. It's I'm not going to go into all the details here, but not only is it proven to help people perform better with exercise, but it also helps improve circulation, which is good all around. Now, here's the difference. You've got to take citrulline, L-citrulline every single day versus citrulline malate. If you're young and healthy and have no issues and just want to boost your performance, take citrulline malate. But uh, so let's go into how much you should take. If you choose citrulline malate because you your blood pressure is perfect, your circulation is good. If you're a man, your you you know all your uh, uh, your sexual performance is good. Then and you don't need any boost there. Then take eight to ten grams about an hour before exercise. So it needs to be taken before you exercise 
to have the performing performance enhancing benefits. So take eight to 10 grams or 8,000 to 10,000 milligrams. Now, if you choose L-citrulline because you're older, because um, you're concerned about your circulation, uh, heart disease is the number one killer worldwide, certainly in America and other Western countries like it. I, I recommend you choose L-citrulline instead because of the circulation benefits. I want you to shoot for taking uh, four to six grams per day, and I kind of even recommend the higher amount there, the six grams per day. Now, which supplements do I recommend? Which supplement companies? Um, BulkSupplements.com. You can get them right on Amazon, but Bulk Supplements, Citrulline Malate, or uh, Bulk Supplements L-citrulline, either one's are good and uh, totally affordable. The thing that I forgot to mention is the three supplements that I mentioned, creatine, monohydrate, beta alanine, and L-citrulline. They're all very, very affordable. There's budget options there and they're effective. So very important. So the next one that I'm going to talk about here is tart cherry juice. And tart cherry juice is less about boosting your performance and more about recovering from sports and or exercise. So the recovery boosting benefits of tart cherry juice have to do with its anti-inflammatory properties. Since cherry juice has a higher concentration of anti-inflammatory nutrients than the whole fruit, the research is kind of focused on the juice. So a 2010 study published in the Scandinavian Journal of Medicine and Science and Sport found that marathon runners that drank tart cherry juice five days before the day of and 48 hours after uh, a marathon recovered significantly faster than the placebo group. So this is powerful stuff. This is something I've used quite a bit. Um, I, I even have my dad taking it. And again, I've used it on and off. And I can tell you from personal experience that it's powerful for recovery and decreasing inflammation. Your muscles and joints will feel better from a tough workout and it tastes good too. Now, here's a, another consideration is that tart cherry juice has naturally occurring melatonin. And because they put a bunch of, it's the concentrated juice instead of, you know, eating tart cherries, uh, it's, it's quite strong. So most of the studies I looked at used one ounce of tart cherry juice twice a day. Now for me, two ounces was too much. So I would recommend that you start with one ounce to see if you notice a difference. So if, if you're a person, if your joints get really achy after a workout, if you feel like you have poor recovery from a workout or from the sports that you do, um, I really want you to try the tart cherry juice and start with that one ounce per day and then try two ounces per day, one in the morning and one at night to see if you notice more benefits. But it's important to understand you can get a melatonin hangover. So just keep that in mind, a quote unquote hangover. And there's only one tart cherry juice that I recommend. It's called Fruit Fast Tart Cherry Juice Concentrate. It tastes amazing. Um, I've spoken to the company as a solid company, Fruit Fast Tart Cherry Juice. Again, if you want to go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplements, you can get the, all the recommendations and the companies and which ones I recommend. So those are the four supplements that I'm going to recommend to you. So now let's get into what to avoid because it's extremely difficult, if not impossible from a consumer's perspective 
to know, okay, which should I get? Which should I, should I not get? Because a lot of supplements are just worthless. They're ineffective, um, you know, but they're marketed as like the best thing in the world. So these are ones that I want you to stay away from. Branch chain amino acids. Now, you've probably seen these, and if you're more, I guess, savvy about the performance supplement talk, you've talked, you've seen branch chain amino acids, been, you know, people have gone back and forth on these. And so many people promote these and sell these. So many companies sell these. But here's the thing they don't do anything if you're eating enough protein. So even if you're not eating enough protein, they're not the ones to take. They're completely worthless. It's 100% unnecessary to take branched-chain amino acids. Now, here's something I want to point out to you. A lot of companies have manufactured a boatload of branched-chain amino acids. Do you think they're going to be like, hey, listen, um, this new research came out and it says this stuff doesn't work. So what we're going to do, we're going to not sell it because that would be unethical. They're not doing that. You can find branch chain amino acids all over the place. Why? Because people are ignorant and people keep buying it because they don't know the studies, the science, the, the information. I mean, that's how we figure out whether something works or not. And so many studies have investigated the effects of branched-chain amino acid supplementation on exercise, and there's no difference. Um, I, I, there, the effects have proved to be minimal. And if you're going to supplement with amino acids for your workout, you got to take all nine essential amino acids. It's more important. But here's the thing. Why would you even do that? Why won't you just take a protein supplement or eat some protein? Because there's just no need to pop amino acid pills. So forget about amino acid pills and get yourself some protein powder or just eat real protein. Okay, so stay away from them. The next one is HMB. So um, hydroxy beta methyl butyrate. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but it's a product of the amino acid leucine, which we talked about earlier, which was the trigger. Leucine is the amino acid that's found in animal-based, it was found in all proteins, but it's found in high levels in animal-based protein. And it that it's what makes animal protein trigger muscle growth so powerfully. And HMB, beta-hydroxy, beta-methyl butyrate, or I'm sorry, hydroxy beta methyl butyrate is um, more powerful than leucine. And there was all this evidence showing that, you know, this is a supplement that's been around for 20 years. Most people don't know about it, but it just now, 20 years later, the best evidence shows that it's just, it, again, it's one of those things that if you're eating enough protein, you just don't need it. Okay, you just don't need it. And it's so much better to focus on eating enough protein than trying to pop HMB. Now, that said, there are some situations that might benefit, theoretically at least, because we don't have any evidence on this, where HMB might prove to be useful. So if you are doing, if you're going through a period where you're doing fasting or an extreme caloric restriction, 
it might be useful. If you're rehabilitating yourself from an injury, it might be useful, especially if you're having trouble eating. Like when I got dengue fever and I lost five pounds really quick and it wasn't body fat, it was muscle and fluid, maybe taking some HMB might've helped there. Now I didn't get to test it, but it might've helped there. Or if you're in the military and you do those long sustained exercises or missions, maybe taking HMB might help. But for your average person who's working out and you know doing the normal day-to-day stuff in life, HMB is a waste of time. Okay. And if you want to recover better, uh, because that's what it's kind of promoted as. Uh, because it supposedly reduces muscle damage, reduces muscle loss. But if you want to recover better and you're your average person and you're not doing long-term fasting or rehabilitating from an injury or going on like Navy SEAL missions, then then take tart cherry juice for recovery instead. And the the next one you should avoid is glutamine. We already talked about this. Uh, It's marketed as this big muscle builder, but the truth is it's good for gut health, but it's not, doesn't do anything for muscle growth. And then the last one, the last, this is a group of supplements. Avoid testosterone boosters because I'll tell you this there ain't much research on humans to support taking testosterone boosting supplements. The, stu- the studies are seldom replicated, and when they are, they seldom draw the same conclusions. In other words, One study says that it works. One study says that it doesn't. One study says that it doesn't work so so well. Another study says it works great. So furthermore, even if supplements can influence your body into producing more testosterone, it's still going to be within your physiological limits. So this is... This is for it. I, it's for idiots, okay? Like, and when I say that, I say it lovingly, and I think about the person I used to be when I was in my twenties and thirties. I thought, yeah, I gotta boost my T levels, bro. Uh, no, you don't. You want to boost your T levels? Get go to bed at the same time every night. Get seven to nine hours quality sleep. Lift weights. Eat enough protein manage your stress, you will boost your protein, your, your testosterone to the level that you need. So even if this, these supplements worked, which they don't, they wouldn't give you the effects of taking testosterone therapy or other steroid hormones or taking illegal steroids. And some supplements, they, uh, some supplement companies, they claim to have these Supplements that boost testosterone, like maca, fenugreek, tribulus, terrestris, bulbine, natalensis, those are the ones that come to mind. That they, the the things about these, they actually enhance libido, so your sex drive goes up. So theoretically, you might have higher testosterone levels because you have a higher libido, but it's not because it's directly raising testosterone levels. So again, focus on um, testosterone is just one of those things that you shouldn't be focused on unless you've tested hypogonadism. And even then, you want to look at your lifestyle first. So make sure you're not making dumb mistakes and you're shooting your testosterone levels into the dirt because of your poor lifestyle decisions. That will boost the, I mean, I could do a supplement guide on um, sexual uh, performance supplements. Uh, None of them would be like the testosterone boosting supplements. It would all be about improving your sleep, improving your stress, 
uh, that type of thing. That's how you boost your testosterone. Also, there's some social things that can boost your testosterone, but taking a supplement is worthless. So please stop taking testosterone boosting supplements. And that's one is obvious for the guys, obviously for the guys and not for the women in this case. So let's talk about, okay, now that we know all this, how we know which ones to take, which ones not to take. I'm going to give you some bonus information now. This is how to assemble a supplement stack. So let's say that you are a person who wants to lift more weight. You want to um, improve your sports performance and you you want to lift more weight you want to you know crush it in the gym okay the core supplements are what you should start with the core supplements that we talked about here are really creatine monohydrate whey protein beta alanine or either citrulline malate or l citrulline again take about 5 grams of creatine per day if you're really muscular maybe 10 and of course no matter where you are, you can load with it. And this one's good for both men and women. In fact, this stack is good for both men and women. Now, um, uh, if you're doing a hard workout that lasts, you know, where your sets last over a minute, um, definitely take the beta alanine and um, definitely try the citrulline malate. So those are the four things, creatine monohydrate, whey protein, beta alanine, citrulline malate, L-citrulline. And again, if you want to see the dosages, see everything again, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplements. You'll get all these guides for free. Now let's talk about there are some additional supplements that you can use that can even boost your performance even more. So we talked about the core supplements, right? Creatine monohydrate, whey protein, beta alanine, citrulline malate, or L-citrulline. But what if you're um, a hardcore weightlifter? What if you want to lift more weight and have more power in the gym? Well, there's a couple of other things you can add. The first thing I will go over just because I want to be all-inclusive here and comprehensive, but high levels of caffeine ranging from 200 milligrams to 400 uh, milligrams half an hour before a strenuous workout has been proven to help performance. And if you take it with 200 milligrams of L-theanine, that can help reduce the jitters and even make the caffeine work better and keep you more focused. Now, this isn't something you should do more than twice a week. And here's what I got to say. I'm just mentioning this because if you see people talking about workout performance supplements, they always mention caffeine. Now, I don't know if you know this, but 400 milligrams of caffeine, this is what uh, some of the research has shown, right? That's a lot of, that's just a shitload of caffeine. You couldn't pay me to take that much without giving me some Valium to take or Xanax or whatever to calm me down. I would, you wouldn't get me to do that. And I recommend that you only mess around with caffeine and pre-workouts. If you are a very healthy person with great sleep quality, that's not stressed. If that's you, okay. Uh, and, and of course you don't have a low tolerance to caffeine and you don't have any anxiety or, you know, cardiovascular issues. Okay, fine. Mess around with the 200 to 400 milligrams. I've never personally done that. Uh, I just wanted to be comprehensive here. Um, 
And because you'll see a lot of people recommend it, a lot of power lifters, a lot of uh, uh, people will recommend it, it and it works. But again, if you have sleep issues, don't mess around with this. If you have high stress, don't mess around with this. Instead, what I prefer is a nootropic stack. And I'll tell you this straight up, uh, what I'm about to share with you is from my personal experience. There isn't that much scientific evidence to support it. That said, I noticed a big boost in focus, memory, and drive, just like, okay, I'm ready to handle my workout. Without the jitters or anxiety-producing effects or sleep-disrupting effects that caffeine might give you. So the first supplement here is acetyl-L-carnitine. And many users report a noticeable increase in energy and concentration. And the research has even shown that acetyl-L-carnitine helps It's neuroprotective. In fact, I use it with myself and with clients who come to me with neuropathies, that's nerve nerve issues from like herniated discs. And it also has shown um, to maybe you know, boost workout performance. So how, what would you do? You would start to take 500 milligrams twice a day is the recommended dosage. The next supplement here is alpha glycerol phosphocholine. Now you might know this one referred to as alpha GPC and it's a nootropic and a well-known cholinergic compound. We're not going to really go into too much about what that is. Uh, I will say this, it's a collective group of compounds that increase the amount of acetylcholine or choline in your brain. Acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter. It's the one that helps uh, that that's involved with muscle contraction. So um, what you would do is half an hour before an especially strenuous workout, you would add that 500 milligrams of uh, acetyl-L-carnitine and uh, 300 milligrams of alpha-GPC. And there's one more here. And, and uh, the alpha-GPC and the acetyl-L-carnitine you take every day. Uh, you take the, again, if you want to find all the dosages, everything that I'm recommending here, legendarylifepodcast.com slash supplements. And there's one more thing that I'll recommend, which is ashwagandha. So if you're training hard, ashwagandha is a medicinal herb that's been used in Ayurvedic medicine for centuries. But recent scientific research has shown that it's got some promising benefits for workout performance. So the the benefits of ashwagandha, it's one that I really want to try out more and experiment with more, Uh, but it has so many benefits that is definitely worth messing around with. So ashwagandha has also been shown to decrease cortisol levels. In other words, your stress hormone. So it decreases stress. It's been shown to improve sleep. It's been also uh, shown to decrease symptoms of arthritis and more. It's one that you should totally mess around with. One that you should, uh, if you're older, if you're stressed out, if you've got achy joints, if you're having some trouble sleeping, if you feel like you're too stressed, then try taking 600 milligrams of the ashwagandha KSM 66 extract. And you can also take it about an hour before exercise. Again, 600 milligrams of the ashwagandha KSM 66 extract. 
And uh, again, download the guides if you want to see more details about that. So that's for people who are lifting weights. What about people who are doing intense training, such as mixed martial art training, Brazilian jiu-jitsu training, doing high-intensity interval classes? Which, why are you doing that if you're not learning a sport or doing a sport? Uh Topic for another another podcast. But if you're playing a sport that's hard, playing soccer, um, you know, not football, by the way, but soccer, something where you're keeping up the training. Um, in, in addition to the core supplements of creatine, of beta alanine, of citrulline malate or L-citrulline and protein powder, I would recommend, again, the 600 milligrams of ashwagandha about an hour before exercise. So basically the same as um, the the weightlifters. That's all I'm going to cover today. Uh, Just to actually, I'll cover a couple more things. Uh, You might be asking, can I add a supplement to my stack that's not covered in in what I just went over? So you could do that, but I really wouldn't recommend it. Um, There's nothing that is being marketed to you that has been proven to be more effective than what I just shared with you. Now, key word there, proven to be effective. Not might be effective, Might well, we might find out it might be effective, but I'm telling you what's been proven to be effective. So what I'd recommend is start with the core supplements I recommended. And if you want some ad- uh, additional ones, try experimenting with the acetyl-L-carnitine, the alpha-GPC, and the ashwagandha KSM-66 uh, extract. Those are the ones that I would mess around with if you wanted to try something different. Now, you might also ask, well, how do I know if that's the right dose or can I modify the dose? Look, a supplement has a recommend, recommended dosage range based on research. Now, some, we have a kind of a wide range and some a very narrow range. So stay within the, the range. And I would recommend even starting with less than what people, what supplement recommendations, the ones I just gave you, you can even try starting with half of the recommendation and then adding more. Because here's the truth. Uh, again, we talked in the beginning about this. Studies show what works for a big group of people, but there's people who fall um, outside. Some people will need a bit more than the recommended dosage and others will need less than the recommended dosage. So keep that in mind and always start with less than uh, starting with more. And um, you can always add more, but you know, starting with a large amount, you can't be sure if it's working or it might cause side effects or it could even be dangerous. So don't modify the dosages unless you have a lot of knowledge here and or you're working with someone who uh, has a lot of knowledge and they're recommending that they do it, that you take more or less or whatever because of a specific reason. Here's another thing I want to rec- uh, go over and then I'm going to wrap things up. Not a lot of studies are done on components or on supplements put together. The safest way to do this is to start with one supplement at a time. I mean, you can grab the four core supplements, but what I'm just kind of telling you to do is start slow with this stuff. There's no reason to start with a medicine cabinet full of supplements 
and then uh, figure out later on that you know a lot of those supplements don't don't even work. So start with the core four: creatine monohydrate, beta alanine, protein powder, citrulline malate or L-citrulline, and then I recommended the tart cherry juice extract for people who are suffering with achy joints and poor workout recovery. So those are the five that I would recommend. Um, and if you want extra performance uh, for either lifting more weight or hard training like mixed martial art training or playing soccer or something like that, you could experiment with the caffeine, of course. But what I would recommend instead of that is to experiment with the acetyl L-carnitine, the alpha-GPC, and the ashwagandha KSM-66 extract. So that's that wraps everything up here today now i know this was kind of a master class it was a hour-long episode and i'll tell you if you enjoyed this the presentation is way better because i just go right into it so if you want that presentation go to legendarylifepodcast.com supplements you will get access to this one and the next five that I'm releasing, which will be on fat loss, gut health, sleep, memory, and focus. So that is where you go to get it. The next one will be fat loss. I'll be releasing that soon. And again, get ready to learn how surprised or get ready to be surprised about how many of the supplements that are marketed for fat loss are really just a scam. And you're going to learn about the three that have been proven to be effective. And we'll talk more in detail about that. So one more time, go to legendarylightpodcast.com slash supplements to get all these free guides and presentations and PDF downloads that we give you for free. Hope you enjoyed this and I'll speak to you on the next episode.